RTHK News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top stories, more pressure heaped on the MTR to release subsidence records. The observatory says the standby signal number one will remain in force for some time after heavy showers drench Hong Kong. And a jury in California awards a cancer patient damages of 290 million US dollars. Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan is calling on the MTR to make public all information on subsidence along the Sha Tin to Central link, which is under construction. The company announced yesterday that it would suspend excavation work at the site of the future exhibition centre station in Wan Chai. Earlier this week, there were reports of subsidence at buildings close to the future Tokwa One station. Speaking on an RTHK programme, she said the rail operator could only restore public confidence in its projects by being transparent. So far, in fact, the uh, MTR Corporation has only explained it, that the situation uh, in, in Toa Huan is now as stable. But they never mention uh, or they never deal with whether there are still situations that is over the safety level. So uh, I urge the MTRC to disclose all the data as soon as possible, including the historical and present data, uh, because they have uh, monitored all these changes for a very long time. And at the same time, regarding the convention station, uh, it's also very important for them to disclose all the information and to take uh, reasonable steps to ensure that the situation is stable uh, for further procedures to be done. Speaking on the same programme, the lawmaker representing the engineering sector, Lo Wai Kwok, also said the MTR should be more open about the situation. The uh, MTR and the related the government department uh, should let the public know about uh, this uh, data. If uh, some situation is uh, close to the, uh, the margin or already past the, uh, the margin and get to an uh, alarming stage. Well, then there should be uh, remedial action. The uh, related uh, engine works, they may cause uh, uh, abnormal settlement, you know, has to uh, stop and, uh, and then uh, with a thorough uh, inspection about the cause of the, the situation and take uh, the necessary remedial action. The observatory says the standby signal number one will now stay in effect for a period of time. Earlier today, it had said it would consider issuing the strong wind signal number three. Tropical depression Yagi has now made landfall over the coast of western Guangdong, but it will continue to bring occasional heavy showers and squalls to Hong Kong. The SAR saw heavy rain this morning, with the observatory issuing the amber rainstorm warning for about five hours. There were no reports of any serious flooding. Stephen Wong, the Deputy Executive Director of the think tank Our Hong Kong Foundation, says reclaiming land east of Lantau will put pressure on pop property developers by forcing them to speed up sales. Lisa Cow has more. Speaking on the radio program, Mr Wong said reclaiming land will force developers to release flats, even though the government recently brought in a vacancy tax on the hoarding of completed property. Last Tuesday, the foundation released a report suggesting 2,200 hectares of land be reclaimed, an area he said was 400 hectares larger than the land reclaimed for Hong Kong International Airport, including the proposed third runway. Mr Wong said the population density of Hong Kong is as high as Bangladesh, and he suggested developing 9,000 hectares of land over the next 30 years. That's double the government's proposed amount and equivalent to about 470 Victoria Parks. A jury in California has ordered the agrochemical company Monsanto to pay nearly $290 million in damages to a man who claims the firm's weed killer made him terminally ill. The case of Dwayne Johnson is the first of more than 5,000 similar lawsuits to come to court in the U.S. The BBC's James Cook reports from Los Angeles. 
Dwayne Johnson applied Monsanto's Roundup and Ranger Pro herbicides up to 30 times a year as a groundskeeper for schools in California. Now 46 years old and dying of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, he listened intently as the judge read out the jury's lengthy and damning verdict against the company. The chemical glyphosate did present a substantial danger, they found. Monsanto had been negligent in failing to warn users and there was clear and convincing evidence that the firm had acted with malice or oppression. Monsanto denies the cancer was caused by glyphosate and says it will appeal. Tens of thousands of Romanians have rallied against the government in the capital Bucharest and other cities. Many of them were Romanians working abroad who had travelled home to protest against corruption and demand the resignation of the government. In Bucharest, riot police used tear gas and water cannon to disperse protesters. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The Venezuelan government has asked Interpol to arrest an opposition politician living in Colombia who it believes was involved in an alleged assassination attempt on President Nicolas Maduro. Two drones packed with explosives blew up near Mr Maduro as he addressed a military parade last weekend. The BBC's Candice Piet reports. Julio Borges is the highest profile figure to be implicated in the drone incident so far. He's been named in several alleged confessions from those who've already been arrested. He was Speaker of the Venezuelan Congress, but has been abroad for four months and is now in Colombia. Mr Borges has accused the Venezuelan government of using the attack to harass its opponents. He's reported to have met the new Colombian president, Ivan Duque's cabinet. Caracas has also accused Colombia of backing the alleged drone plot. To sport and in the first of the new season's English Premier League matches... Paul Pogba runs up very slowly, scores to the top right-hand corner. Matas steadies himself, looks up, here comes Luke Shaw. Not a great first touch, great second touch! Oh, brilliant from Shaw! Luke Shaw makes it 2-0 to Manchester United. It actually ended 2-1 at Old Trafford, with Leicester's Jamie Vardy causing Manchester United a few last-minute nerds. United boss Jose Mourinho said he's pleased with the result, as many of his players are not fully fit, and he would have made six substitutions if the rules allowed. I was fearing for many of, uh, of the players and it was difficult to manage the game from the touchline, but we played well against a good team, with a good manager, with good players, with a fantastic investment and it was a difficult match for us, so to get the three points was good. And we'll look at the rest of this weekend's Premier League action. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. The Premier League season is back and there are some big games to get the campaign off to a flying start. Arsenal v Manchester City stands out with the London side starting a new era under new manager Unai Emery and City aiming to build on a record-breaking title win when they reached 100 points. City are unbeaten in their last five league games with Arsenal and Arsenal have beaten City just once in their last six league matches at the Emirates Stadium. Liverpool are second favourites to win the title and they begin their campaign at home to West Ham United who have a new manager and several exciting new signings including former Arsenal midfielder Jack Wilshere. This will be Manuel Pellegrini's first league game in charge of West Ham. The Premier League new boys have been showing ambition pre-season. Fulham signed five players on transfer deadline day alone. They host Crystal Palace, who finished 11th last season. Wolverhampton Wanderers have brought in quality players like João Moutinho. Their Premier League return is against Everton. Meanwhile, Cardiff City found it tougher to sign new players, but the team has a great spirit under their experienced manager, Neil Warnock, and they'll be looking to make a winning start at Bournemouth. 
Tottenham Hotspur didn't sign a single player during the transfer window. The first time that has happened since the summer window was introduced in 2003. Their season begins away at Newcastle. Those are some of the games to look forward to. This is John Bennett at BBC Global Sport. To cricket, and England have taken control of the second test at Lords after dismissing India for just 107, with James Anderson again the star. As the BBC's Paddy Geary reports, rain caused more problems after the first day washout. A day of water in the middle, but loads of wickets either side. We did finally get a toss. We didn't have one at all on day one. England won it and decided to bowl. You could soon see why. Jimmy Anderson removing Murali Vijay, fifth ball of the day, bowled. Jimmy Anderson then removed KL Rahul, India two down for just 11. We then got that first rain delay. When they got back out there, not too long that one, Pajara was run out. An absolutely calamitous confusion with the India captain Virat Kohli. Oli Pope doing the honours for England. Then we had our major rain delay. At one stage, the outfield here at Lords looked like a lake. It is remarkable that they got back out there, but they did thanks to the ground staff. Just after five o'clock local time, England went into the field and then really took it to India. The key wicket is always that of Virat Kohli, the Indian captain. Chris Wokes got it, caught at slip. Wokes then got Hardik Panya too. Dinesh Kartik was bowled by Sam Curran. And then Anderson came back to finish the job. He took five wickets. India, 107 all out. The BBC's Paddy Geary reporting in. To end the news, the top stories once again. More pressure heaped on the MTR to release subsidence records. The observatory says the standby signal number one will remain in force for some time after heavy showers drench Hong Kong and a jury in California awards a cancer patient damages of 290 million US dollars. The news from RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3 p.m. This week we have a brand new selection of hot new tracks from a surprising number of places on the planet, from Africa to the Americas, the Caribbean, Europe and the Middle East. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we are still the belly button of the world. He is from Rome, and we start off with our first track, which is a African-European cooperation between the UK duo Disclosure. Uh, they're two brothers, uh, actually, Howard and Guy Lawrence uh, from Surrey in the UK, and they've been recording since uh, 2013. And uh, on this hot new track, their hot new EP, they've invited guest singer Malian Diva Fatumata Diawara. She's based in Milan now. She's actually uh, quite an interesting lady. She started off as an actress. She's still doing acting uh, and has morphed into a singer-songwriter, specifically singing the Wasulu traditions of southern Mali, where she was born. And uh, she's now based in Milan after having come to uh, Europe to also further her acting career. She famously... Last year, participated in Mathieu Chadid, uh, his new album, La Mali, phonetically one word for the soul in Mali. And her new album has been produced by Mathieu Chadid. Uh, 